to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How's it going for you? Doing all right. Doing good. Got a little bit of a cough, so apologies for that. I tried to uh, record an episode. Well, didn't try to. I did record a podcast uh, about an hour or so ago, but uh, all good apart from that. Um, got a lot to say about a particular game, but what have you been playing uh, this week? Uh, not a whole lot. Life's kind of been catching up with me on a few things. I've uh, been still trying to figure out Stranded Alien Dawn. Uh, the game, I like the premise of it, but it needs a lot more direction. Like One of the biggest gripes I have right now with the game is that when your characters get injured, and they're never not going to get injured because there's random insect attacks. Imagine like a flea the size of a uh, St. Bernard in a flock of 50 coming at you. Uh. Um, they'll just stand there and let themselves bleed to death. It's like they don't self-heal. You can't ins- you can't specifically direct people to heal that character, even though you've got 20 bandages, 30 healing bombs, and 9 first aid kits stocked 10 feet away. You can't make one character go heal another character, and that's really starting to drive me nuts because I'll have to go I have to roll back 5 saves try to reposition a dozen freshly made traps to fight the oncoming wave which you can't not fight up and because also you can't direct them to do specific tasks you haven't gotten the defense turrets researched yet so you can't build some automated defense turrets for machine guns that can't take down a damn bug in one shot so the game is fun ish going to drive me nuts with some of that small stuff. Right, right. Um, yeah, sounds sounds awkward in certain ways and, and things like that. Um, it's not a game I've been playing, so I can't comment on, on it That's myself. That's PC game only, so... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <coughs> um, uh, cool, is that what you've been playing then? Yeah, what? that's mostly what I've been playing. I haven't had a chance to really get into uh, Grounded. Okay. Um, I've still been playing God of War Ragnarok this week. Um... I've got a very much a love-hate relationship with this game because there's some things I'm really, really enjoying and other things that just feel very un- un- unnecessary. Um, like there's, I- I've started to realise, because I'm about 25 hours in now, obviously some of that is pause time and upgrading stuff and that sort of stuff, but let's say 20 hours, give or take, and I'm reading it's been taking people that, that are doing all the side quests and stuff 40 to 60 hours. Um, I've stopped doing some of the, like, side quests, because th- there's, th- there's two elements of the game I've gotten a bit tired of, which is, if you look at what Kratos is, and look at what what this game is doing in certain points... There's a lot of just, like, characters coming up to you. Hey, I lost this, or I need to find that. Can you help me? But it's not, can you help me? It's, can you go off on a player designated quest and do it for me? And there's gotten to certain points where I'm like, okay, the story is getting to a really interesting point. Um, I have a bit of a comment about that as well in in a minute. But I just, like... Kratos is the god of war. He shouldn't be having to do like favors for people. And I get that he's a, trying to be a nice person and do right by people and that sort of thing. But and it's it's a very video gamey type of thing, and it doesn't make the game feel 
like a current gen game, which it technically isn't because this is also on PS4. I'm obviously playing it on the 5, but there's that. And then there's other points in the game um, where I'll be walking towards a destination with a companion and they'll go, oh, this lift is stuck or whatever. Let And then like, oh, this enemy is blocking the lift. Let's go all the way around the other side, clear the lift to unblock it. And it's like, okay... So in the design and the structure of what you've just got me to do as a player, all you wanted me to do was to do a bit, just a bit of extra gameplay. But, and some of it is alright because some of it is, um, like the the companion that's with you, because you have different companions in the game, uh, depending on what you're doing in the story, uh... Some of them will actually talk about what's going on, or like what's coming up, or something happened to them, or you know something interesting and important. But there was literally a bit that I did yesterday, where I was, um, uh, I, I was trying to use this like um, elevator thing or, or whatever, and it was blocked because it had a nest of enemies on it, and it's like, oh, we can't move that because the nest is on there. Let's walk all the way around the other side and clear it. But during my journey to go to it and from it and clear it, there was no progression of anything. That, that, that Like Kratos wasn't talking about, I mean he's not really the conversation starter. Other people tend to do that, uh, other characters tend to do that. But like, um, the quest didn't, the, the little like, it was almost like a sidetrack, right? Because the, the five, ten minutes I spent walking around, clearing the thing, coming back, and then just resumed the thing... And then once the lift started, and it was one of them classic video game things where you're on a platform or something with another character, and then they're talking about what's going on. It's like this is what I want to happen, um, and that has happened more than more than once. It's happened a good few times where like, oh, gameplay blockage. You have to go and clear these enemies. Now, and I get that that's that's the game's way of interjecting combat, but you don't really need those sidetrack sections to do that. Um, because there's plenty of gameplay in here already. There's there's plenty. This is a pretty big game, uh, especially if if you want to do like everything in this game, it probably will take you like sixty seventy hours. And if you want to do that, and you want to go and get the platinum and whatever, and that that's great. But um, the other thing I don't really understand, and I don't consider this a spoiler because it's in the title. So after a few hours within the game, it becomes obvious that like Ragnarok is coming, right? I still don't know quite what that means because we haven't gotten to that. I haven't gotten to the end of the game, and I'm like twenty something hours in. Um, and it it becomes like every single character pretty much in the game references like, oh, um, Ragnarok is coming. What does Odin want? Uh, Odin. What does uh yeah, o- Odin? Sorry. What what does he want to do? Thor. What does he want to do? Kratos. What does he want to do? Freya, what does she want to do? Atreus, what does he want? Brock and Sindri, they all give their little comments about Ragnarok, which is fine, because that's the big, that's literally the name of the game, it's God of War Ragnarok, so I expect that. But all all of the characters, at least so far in my narrative where I am, are like, oh, it's coming, we, we all want to kind of avoid war. Um, And then you go to Odin, and he kind of says the same thing, and Thor kind of says, they they're all kind of almost on the same page with like oh we don't really want this war but Ragnarok is coming but then other characters in the game have mentioned like oh Odin is going to be the reason that Ragnarok happens and it's like okay but if he himself has mentioned he doesn't want war and he doesn't want this to happen and there's all sorts of things about like like prophecies and, and things like that like there'll be points where 
um, you'll go with another character through this like magical door or whatever, and you'll see a prophecy play out. And some of them have already happened, some of them haven't. And the the, the idea that they're trying to set in is like, oh, because there's, there's a prophecy that's sort of set up at the end of the first game, which is teased for this game. And the idea is sort of, oh, this this bad, I'm not going to say what it is, but like, oh, this bad thing is going to happen. And nobody can do any single thing to avoid it. And it's like, okay, but, like, if if that's the case, like, is that got anything to do with Ragnarok? We, we haven't found that out yet, so I don't I don't know. Um, and then with, with, like, Atreus, he says one thing about, like, um, to, to do with the prophecy. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I'm really trying to skirt around spoilers here. And there's some things I don't know about yet because I haven't finished the story. And he's like, oh, I, I, like, oh, I'm supposed to apparently do this thing. Like, I, I, w- I would never do that. Almost a tease as if, like, oh, if he does do it, it's going to be a big twist in the story. But you've already, like, telegraphed it already. So if it does happen, it won't really be a twist. It'd be more of a twist if it doesn't happen. So there, there's just some things within the plot as well in in the story of, like, every single character has mentioned that Ragnarok's coming, but it probably isn't for another, like, ten hours or, or, or like, five hours or whatever. Um, I think I think the game's biggest strength, actually, is the character development. Um, you do this... How can I say this without spoiling stuff? There's, there's, there's something that happens to Freya in this game. I mean, there's something that happens to everybody in this game, so that's not really, like, oh, what, you know, whatever, but... Um, there's a bit of character development that happens with Freya. I, I can't tell you how it happens or why it happens or whatever because that's getting into spoilers. But it made her one of my more favourite characters in video games. Um, I think she's my favourite character in this game <laughs> so far. Which is which, which for those of you that haven't started the game but know the status of where she is at the end of the first one, you might be quite 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 curious about that. But um, yeah, it was it was a very very big important piece of character development um i will say so for those of you that haven't played ragnarok and have played the first god of war there is a possibility that you can miss the bit that i'm talking about there's a quest that comes up which is to do with freya and the the game sort of tells you okay you can continue with the main story or you can do this thing you need to go and do that thing um that's that's all i can kind of frame that as without getting into spoilers and stuff but I I actually found that part of the game more interesting than some of what's going on in the main game. Um, they're doing some interesting stuff with like Brock and Sindri, and because they're like these, I think they're the the they're, they're the uh, dwarf brothers, uh, I think. So some interesting stuff is going on there. Um, with the gameplay, um, there's a lot of things that I've unlocked that I can do. Um, Kratos is still just too slow. Um, which is interesting because within this story and within how you play as Kratos as a character, they're clearly trying to tell this story so far, and I don't know how it will conclude, of like Kratos is this old man, well he's not really a man, he's a god, he's this old god who's like fed up of fighting, he wants to just sit down and retire. And you can see that from his body language, from the way that he grunts, from the way that he speaks, from the way that he talks about what's going on. Um, he does. He doesn't. He doesn't want war. He just wants to sit and like retire and just you know just just relax, which is fine. But I don't think the story is going to allow him to to quite do that until he resolves the uh, 
main thing. But I'm just the, the one thing that's just niggling away at me is like everybody's talking about Ragnarok is coming. Twenty hours in, Ragnarok is coming. It's like, well, okay, where where is it? <laughs> like, um, and I'm not all up. So it's my... basically Game of Thrones. Winter is coming, but it doesn't get there till season seven, yeah. and by then nobody gives a fuck. Right, right. So uh, I I hope it's worth it. Whatever it is that I'm waiting for to happen in the story, I hope it's worth it. So I'm also not all up on that type of mythology, so I don't actually know what that means. Um, so we'll see. Um, but th- th- there's some parts I'm really enjoying, like when I do pull off a really good combo or something. I'm like, oh, that that was really really cool. Um, but I even like the the main two characters, Kratos and Atreus. I don't know if I like them. I don't dislike them, but I don't know if I like them. Um, there's something else I want to talk about with the gameplay that's really, really annoying me, but I can't dig into that at all without going into spoilers. So that's my uh, updated thoughts on God of War Ragnarok. Once I finish it, um, if I ever do, uh, maybe this week or something, uh, good, good. that's definitely going to need to be a full-blown big review with like notes and everything because there's, there's a lot to go through. So, And I, I feel like I'm like just over the halfway point but i'm gonna cut down a bit on those like hey kratos help me sort of side quests i'll still go for the boxes and stuff when they come up like the ones the ones that you unlock along your way but other than that i'm just gonna keep heading towards the uh main story now because that's that's the point that i'm interested in so anyway that's what we've been playing uh this week i've been playing some cod as well that's been really really quite fun uh but i don't have too much more new to say about that tier one is is kind of interesting so uh, there's that. Anyway, that's what we've been doing recently on Entertainment Talk. Uh, sorry, that's uh, what we've been playing recently. Sorry. Uh, let's get into some housekeeping and then we'll get into some news. See you for that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E T A L K UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and 
the future ad-free podcast that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned. And it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show. Or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month, and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts, and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, a lot of film-related podcasts this week. Uh, One of them, let me just load the actual website. Today, the episode that I did that I mentioned earlier is for Avatar Way of Water. um, The Way of Water, sorry. Uh, It's not out yet. Uh, It's out on the 16th of December, but this is a uh, preview podcast. So taking a look at the trailers that we've seen, uh, what we do and don't know about the story... How good it looks, all that type of stuff, and how long the film's going to be. Is James Cameron going to deliver again? All that sort of stuff. Uh, and also talking about, there's a little bonus section I did, talking about the the box office and the marketing between Black Panther, Strange Worlds, and Avatar. Because one of those films is getting crushed and sandwiched in not a very nice way. So, By about... the way, did you uh, talk about the financials of that, of Avatar 2? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the whole $2 billion thing. Yeah, yeah, two billion it, to break even. That's just that. That seems silly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, good luck to uh, James Cameron with that. I suppose. Um, I don't want to see the film crash and burn. It's just it's it's very ambitious in multiple ways, isn't it? Both financially and uh, you know, it's been a long time since Avatar's yeah. been in the ecosystem. So yeah, we'll see how it does. Uh, plus, don't forget we've got three, four, and five to come as well. So. <laughs> Uh, which have all been filmed. Anyway, uh, that's it for Avatar at the moment. Of course, I'll be reviewing, trying to review that film uh, when it comes out uh, at the end of December. I uh, did four film reviews this week because we had no other podcasts and we're doing Walking Dead uh, next week. So uh, in, op- in the order of release, uh, gave a must-see review to Smile. Gave a don't-skip review to Enola Holmes 2. Gave a must-see review to A24's X. And did a don't skip review for Don't Worry Darling. My favourite of those probably being X. Uh, I know Holmes 2 was, was good fun. Smile was very, very good and effective but didn't like the ending. Um, so the ones I did, so spoiler free and spoiler split, which was for Smile. Don't uh, don't skip for Enola Holmes 2 was completely spoiler free. Uh, A24's X, I did a spoiler free, spoiler split section. And then I did the same thing for uh, Don't Worry Darling. So that's kind of setting out those uh, those film reviews. I was, I was getting a bit behind on films for me to watch and review. So uh, I, I had nothing, not not a lot else going on last week. So I thought I'd just uh, go through all those films. But I'm now caught up with that. Over on Gaming Talk Podcast last week, we talked about the Game of the Year nominations. Uh, who we think is going to win and all that type of stuff. Talked about Xbox's future. And also talked about some interviews. There wasn't an interview on the podcast. We just talked about interviewing people in the entertainment industry. And the gaming industry. So there's that. Speaking of Black Panther. um, I went and saw it. And I gave it a strong must see rating. Uh, So for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, So that's a spoiler free spoiler split review. The latest in the MCU. I've not seen the uh, Guardians um, holiday special yet. I was going to do that today. But I ran out of time. So 
Uh, that will be coming later. Uh, for The Walking Dead, for the most recent podcast, we've got Season 11, Episode 23, which is the penultimate episode. So if you want to catch up with mine and David's thoughts uh, for the penultimate episode before we review the finale, you can check that out. We'll be doing the finale review, which will be Season 11, Episode 24, uh, this upcoming Wednesday. And in the week after, we'll be doing a series wrap-up where I've got a lot of stuff to talk about, including some... Uh, comic book comparisons because I've both finished reading the comic and watched the show so I'm going to compare the endings and different deaths and all that kind of stuff so there's all that over on the United cast uh, from a few weeks ago uh, Man United beat Fulham by two goals to one which was good obviously the World Cup is happening at the moment I'm both not watching it and not doing podcasts for it because I've already explained all of that Uh, if you want to listen to me talk about the World Cup I did a podcast a few weeks ago called discussing the uh, 2022 Qatar World Cup uh, and that's what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Just to let you all know, um, I'll be very, very busy with work this week. Uh, and there will there might only be one podcast this week, which will, which will be a big one. It'll be the series finale review uh, for Walking Dead and then Gaming Talk presumably the following Sunday. Um, but don't expect like loads of other stuff. Um, even if I finish God of War Ragnarok next week, the review probably won't be till the week after just letting you all know ahead of time anyway that's it what we'll be doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's get into some news So one of the main things we've got this week, uh, I did manage to get round to watching the whole, I think it was 45 minutes, the Hogwarts Legacy uh, showcase presentation type thing, which was like four different sort of hosts sitting on chairs as you do, talking about the game, showing it off, uh, taking some community questions, that sort of thing. Um, In an overall sense, I really, really enjoyed what they showed. I thought this was a great early-ish sort of look at the game. Uh, obviously it's still got a couple more months in development it come, doesn't come out until February so they've still got some time to uh, do other stuff but they did it in three sections um, I think you can, yeah, I think you probably can just go and watch the gameplay stuff that they released but I, I thought I'd watch the whole showcase plus I'm really looking forward to this game so I wanted to see all of it they did um, a tour of uh, like character customization uh, so they showed all different you know like the, the different ways that you can customize your character uh, and like backgrounds and things like that. Then they did uh, a, a selective tour, which was, it was very smartly done, of the uh, of uh, Hogwarts itself. Um, they said that there were certain areas they didn't want to go to because of spoilers, which which made sense. So they were teasing certain stuff, taking a look through it. But um, I mean, we've seen obviously the the castle in the trailers and things but this was like a walk like you know you know how devs do when when they're showing off their game they do that slow walk like no, nobody who plays a game walks like that but you know when you, if you like slowly move your left stick your character can sort of just do that slow paced walk they sort of did a bit of that uh throughout it which is which is usually the way that game devs uh when they're sort of doing that walk into in into that world whatever it is uh they usually do that so they, they were doing that um showing off like parts of like outside of the, of the castle and, and other bits and pieces and they mentioned a lot of stuff and then they did a um combat section that they, they, they were they went into the, like the training area that you can go into in the actual game which is like this little area um 
And they said, like, it, it will take, obviously, a little bit of time to get used to walking around the castle. But once you start doing that and you progress the story, you'll slowly get used to, like, where to go and all that sort of thing. And they also said, like, within some of the side quests that you do and that sort of thing, you can, like, w- w- with story choices and things like that that you make, you can make certain areas, like, change. So it's like, oh, yeah, that happened in that sort of area. That's, that's kind of the way that they ex- they explained it. Um, they're very honest and very, I, I like the way that they answered some of their questions, um, because some game devs can, let's not call it lying, let's say sort of like, skirt around certain things, but they were very direct with their answers, that they got asked a few different questions, and, um, a few of them asked questions about different things, and, and some, at some points, they were sort of like, no, unfortunately you can't do this and that in the game, which is good to like, and they did say, hey, we want to kind of be upfront about stuff, and, um, instead of maybe like, because obviously they they know within their own development thing what they can get done by the February deadline and what they can't. So I appreciated them saying instead of instead of them a bunch of times saying like, oh, we might get to do this, we might get to do that. They were sort of like that that particular thing isn't really in our goals, so you might not see it. Which I think is a better way to to explain some of that because otherwise if if a if a fan asks like hey you're going to be able to put this or that in the game and you go oh maybe it might make you think like, oh later down the line they'll put it in or something but um no they were very direct with sort of hey that thing particularly isn't quite in our goals and we, we might not just we just might not get to that which i thought was a a better way to do it um the castle itself looks great i mean obviously as, a, as i mentioned a million times i'm not really a visuals person i thought the design of it looked very good um I did like the way that they said, because uh, there were certain points when they went out the castle, then back in the castle, then out the castle, and, and they sort of looked out the windows and that sort of stuff, and uh, they sort of said like, hey, if if you can see a building, um, you can go to it, because obviously you, you can ride like broomsticks, you can ride those bird things or whatever, I can't remember the names of them, but uh, there is different types of traversal. Obviously they've already said that Quidditch isn't in this game. Um, one thing they did mention about stuff that wouldn't be in the game, which I found quite interesting, they said, even if, because there's a lot of, like, lore and there's a lot of things going on in the world of Hogwarts, right? And, like, people have read the books and seen the films and there's lots of different stuff. Um, and what they said is, even if we can't get something in the game, we will try to put mentions of it in the background so that you know it's at least in the world. And the, the way that they frame their answer to it and the way that they kind of explained it i thought was pretty good so in, instead of kind of because within all the law let, let's say you're looking for something within the game instead of like pretending that something doesn't exist within the world just because you as a player can't do it um that they will like they'll they'll have it might be through a book that you read or a character says something or you see a post of it it could, could be lots of different methods of uh communication with that um they mentioned like yeah we'll try and put some of this stuff like in the in in the background, but um, j- just so that you know, okay, some of the other canon stuff that we can't get the player to do will be in this world. And I was, th- I was when they answered that question, or when they framed it that way, I was, I was thinking about Quidditch because Quidditch is a very big thing, right, within the Harry Potter films. Obviously, Harry Harry himself takes part in it, and there's lots of scenes with uh, with Quidditch. They made it. I think they said what a month or two ago that there wasn't going to be Quidditch in the game. Maybe they just they could they couldn't figure out a good way to do it, or if they could, maybe it'd be a bit broken and they just they wanted to leave it out. Um, 
so I wonder if like because you can still ride around on a broomstick obviously broomstick is what you use to play Quidditch you just can't go and play Quidditch so I wonder if there's going to be because I remember saying I think I said this too before about like because Quidditch is such a big thing in the world even if you're because you can make your own character even if your character isn't participating is there going to be any mentions of like oh so and so won at Quidditch or like a um will you see it at certain point um i don't know if you'll be able to see it but with the answer they gave about lore and that type of stuff i'm kind of expect i'm kind of on the expectation now of okay you won't be able to do quidditch but there might be mentions of it and that might be kind of cool and stuff so so at least it is it's there in some way shape or form and i would prefer that rather than just quidditch doesn't exist you know, no no character ever mentions it ever, and it and it doesn't exist because that would, I think that would be a bit of a stranger approach than than at least mentioning that it's there. And hey, who knows if they could do DLC or a sequel down the line or something? Maybe they could include it at a certain point. Um, but uh, so yeah, that the the tour of the castle was good. The character customization was really good. Um, they rushed through the character customization a little bit too quickly, but obviously once I get my hands on the game. I can uh, I I can look at that myself, but there was a lot of options. There was a lot of options that you could do, and you could change like all sorts of little little different bits and pieces. Uh, so that looked quite good, and you could choose like your character's background and obviously gender and you know that type of thing. Um, so that was good. Uh, the tour was good as well. Uh, there was probably a lot of stuff that I sort of missed. Like I only, I only watched this once through. I didn't pause it many times or whatever. Uh, so that was good. Um, one little joke that they made on the presentation as well, which I thought was kind of kind of fun. Apparently, some of the uh, funny feedback that they had, which was <laughs> in the trailers, that there wasn't enough um, owls. And twice within the presentation, the person that was pl- I don't remember the the hosts' names and everything, but they was looking out at this. I can't remember what it was called. It's this tower with loads of owls that I don't know that they go there to do something. Um, and uh, one of them looked out the window at a certain point. And was like, oh, look, we, we got told that there wasn't enough owls in our trailers. Here's a whole bunch of them. Um, and I presume you'd be able to use owls in some way, shape, or form in this game. That's how people, like, you know, send messages and whatnot. You know, basically like a pigeon carrier sort of thing. Um, and uh, they they did specifically mention, like, oh, that's another building that you can see, by the way. That there is what they didn't go over to it. Like I said, they teased a few things. Um, but they said, hey, yeah, this this is like the Owl Sanctuary or something, and they called it. You can go over there and you can presumably interact with the owls in some way, shape, or form. You'll probably have one assigned to you because that's how that works in the world as well. Because um, doesn't, in Harry Potter, because every character has their own wand, their own owl, and their own broomstick, right? If I remember. I think, yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember a scene in Harry Potter 1 where, like, the wand will have like a relationship with you like it, it'll be like an all-in-one thing and it has to like respond to you properly so I, I imagine it would it would work that way probably the same way with an owl like you know communication and that sort of stuff so it's like your your like personal belongings um i assume that the uh broomstick works in the same way so um but yeah it was it, it was the, the part i enjoyed kind of the most about the tour stuff they did is where they said, "Hey, that building out there, yeah, you can get. We're not, we're not going to show you today, just like a tease, but like, hey, yeah, you can go out there." And there was this little bit they showed at the end because they sort of wrapped up the presentation. And there was a bit at the end where they showed like a small little trailer thing, and yeah, they showed like a the, the player's character on that owl thing, flying all around Hogwarts. So um, that's something I'm really looking forward to doing. 
I did wonder at certain points, um, if you could, like, let, let's say you exit a part of the castle, if you can call your broomstick over to you and literally just take off and, like, fly somewhere, I think that's how that works. That's sort of what they're implying is how that works. Um, unless, of course, you want to walk around everywhere, but who would, who would want to do that? Um, I guess maybe I was having that Kratos thing in my mind of, like, the way that he can call his axe back, you know, with, when you press triangle, if you could do that with... Uh, broomstick. I wonder as well if you could maybe, I presume the uh, bird thing that you travel on has got a name, maybe you can call the name, maybe you could press a different button and call the name out and the bird comes over to you and you can fly on it that way. I don't know, there might be, that that might work a bit differently, but the ideas of all that sounds very, very cool. I like what they did with the, um, with, with the tour of the, uh, of the castle and you interacted with a few characters and did some dialogue and that was quite good. Uh, the combat was probably the shortest bit that they showed. Um, they only showed like some very basics, but um, one thing I did like is so as you go through the game, I think they said that there's over twenty spells or something. I think that's what they said. And with you know triangle, circle, square, X or Y, B, A, X with with Xbox, um, you can press R two and essentially have like four. You know, like your quick equips that you have in certain games, like when you'll bring up a, a quick menu. And you'll have things that you can change to instantly. Um, so I guess like your four favoured spells would, would be in there. Uh, and they showed off a few of them. They showed off a few like you can do sort of parries and you can roll around. And it, it's a bit more mobile than what it looked at first. So I remember when they showed that 15 minute um, gameplay thing a few, a few months ago. And it did look very static. But that's because the player character wasn't moving around. Some people even wondered if the game was going to be turn based. It's not. It's not turn based. Um, it was just the character standing very still, but that looked kind of interesting. Again, there was a lot going on there. I didn't, I didn't quite get to take all of it in. Uh, but overall, I was happy with what they showed. Um, I'm just, I'm looking forward to, you know, making my character, seeing what spells are in this game, picking my favorites, uh, traversing the area of the of the castle, and progressing the story and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we know that there's a dark art section as well that you can lean into if you want to one of the funny suggestions they made is like hey if you do and this was just a, su a suggestion they threw out is when you do your first playthrough um if you do like a clean no dark art sort of thing at all and then maybe in a second playthrough you could do like a full-on you go like almost evil and you do like a full-on dark arts thing so we'll see how this goes uh but every everything they've shown off so far like this big presentation this was like the first big presentation they've done and they did kind of say, hey, we'll be back soon. So maybe they'll do another one, I don't know, next month or in January or something like that. Um, but I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Obviously, there's 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 more in the game that I want to see. But some of it has been teased, which is which is good. Um, but no, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far of this. And even though a few weeks ago I said, like, hey, I don't, I don't quite need all this Hogwarts Legacy stuff right now. Because this game's not out in, until even early next year. And I'm playing other stuff. This still get, did get me a bit more excited, which is which is the goal. So, um, what do you kind of think of what I've what I've gone through there? What's uh, how are you kind of seeing the game at this point? Yeah, I mean, it is kind of interesting. It's one of those things that I know enough about the franchise to uh, get references and things like that. I don't really, I'm not that big of a fan of it. As for mm -hmm. the Quidditch thing. I'm wondering if they just are going to do like maybe you fly by a Quidditch field and uh, huh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe you see it, it's, but it's just not, you know, it's not like, it's like football. It's not in season at the time you're playing the game. Huh. Uh, that would make the most sense. So, 
Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, they did say that there's there's going to be both day-night cycles and there's going to be um, season changes. So maybe they might do that. Maybe they might have, like, I don't know, maybe the start of the game you see the Quidditch like stadium and then maybe in a different section of the game when the season changes they they might have some of it um i i wonder like let's say you walk by it will you hear any like cheering or anything will you i, I don't know um because all, all they essentially well i say all they have to do obviously i'm not a game developer all you're going to kind of do there is like make um oh, what's it called not ambience um like like crowd noises and and things like that. Um, because I wonder if you could, I wonder if you can fit Quidditch in this game to where where to a way where it's referenced like throughout the game, and maybe you can watch it, but maybe they couldn't figure out the gameplay mechanics. So maybe you can watch it and like see what's going on with it. Because that could even be a side quest of itself or something. But you can't play it, um, which might be a little bit annoying. But again, I'd much rather have that than just Quidditch isn't anywhere in this game at all because that wouldn't really quite make sense. So. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, and yeah, maybe maybe there will be a mission at some point where, like, I don't know, you're chasing after somebody or flying away from somebody on a broomstick, and you go past the Quidditch Stadium. There's again, when this game was first revealed, one of the things I said was there's a lot of potential of what you can do in in lots of different areas. So all these different things we're like speculating on as to you could do this, you could maybe do that. Um, there's so much you could do with this game, and it's going to be you know open open world within the world of of the of the castle obviously but uh yeah it's i think i think this game will also benefit from the fact that you can leave the castle and you can go to other places and explore other areas because there's like the whole forest thing as well isn't there where you can because they've, they've shown a bit of that before where you can go and you can explore stuff so rather than just like hey we couldn't figure out the outside world of hogwarts you're stuck in the castle which still wouldn't be terrible but do you get what i mean it's more open it's, it's got a lot more possibilities so um, there's a lot of room for storytelling and side quests, and I think with like literally in in scale and in size, how big this game is looking, it's very very good that they got traversal options. I I think that's that's very good. So um, I'm I'm impressed so far. I, again, I I want to see more. I want to see more of like okay, what kind of different spells do and a bit more traversal, but. They had planned what they had planned to show, and it it worked. So uh, that's Hogwarts Legacy so far. Again, it's out February tenth, which does feel a bit far away, but time is flying, so it will it will soon be here. Um, so yeah, February tenth. Um, I can't remember if this game's on PS4, like previous gen consoles. It might be, but I can't imagine it runs very well. Yeah, I, I sort of. It's got to a point with with certain games that are coming out on PS5, like Callisto Protocol and those sorts of things. And Callisto Protocol, I don't think, is out on PS4. Um, and I look at it, and I think, like, how does this look on PS4? Like, there's a few times where I've paused myself playing God of War Ragnarok, and I haven't seen that game running on PS4, and think, how good does this game run and look on PS4? Because it, it, it can't be great. Uh, I mean, maybe a PS4 Pro will be alright, but, like, a base PS4? Um, I I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, anyway, that's all got Legacy February 10th, like we said. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. So write in and let us know what you thought of the uh, presentation itself. Uh, just a, another little note I've got here. The Witcher 3, I uh, put next gen, it's current gen version. It's coming out for free on December. I think it's 15th, December 15th. It's the same week as Avatar comes out as well. Uh, if you've got the game on disc or digital, it's a free upgrade. 
Um, there was a full like 30 minute presentation. I didn't watch that. I started it and then I turned it off because I didn't feel like I needed to watch it. Basically, it's an improved version of the game. Obviously, you know, improved frame rates and graphics and that sort of stuff. Uh, they talked about ray tracing and that sort of thing. Um, they did say that this is going to have some Netflix content. Um, now, I didn't watch all the presentations that so I might have mentioned it there. Um, curious as to what that's going to be, considering the path that the, the, the TV show is going to go once Henry Cavill leaves after next season. Um... I what what kind of comment I want to make about this? And this isn't me like knocking CD Projekt Red. I watched a side by side comparison video of the graphics. Not because again I'm not a graphics person. I was just curious as to like okay I can't remember what this looks like on previous gen. Was it look like on both? And there is a difference. There's certainly a difference. It's not the biggest graphical upgrade I've seen. Um, but it does, this game does have a particular style to it, so they're trying to sort of stick to that, but it looks cleaner and brighter and better, but, um, like when I watched those side-by-side comparison videos, I was like, okay, this looks better, but you're talking about an upgrade from a 2015 PS4 game to a 2022 current-gen version, and I almost did expect it to look a little bit better. Whether it's to do with the style and there's some sort of like clash going on there or something, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what are you thinking of uh, a current gen version of The Witcher Three, Robert? Yeah, I mean, I thought it did look good. I mean, Witcher Three falls under the category of several games, of ones that I wish that I liked more than I did. Um, I tried playing it a couple of times. It just the combat never really clicked with me. Uh-huh. I just couldn't get the mechanics down of it. Um, as for the graphics upgrade, a lot of that really we've, we've gotten to the point to where what medium are you showing it on? Like it might you might upgrade the graphics, but if you're showing it on the same busted TV, it's probably not going to look that much better. Mm. Yeah, true, true. Again, I'm not saying it looks ba- bad. I just thought it would look different to what it does. So, um, but uh, yeah, that's The Witcher Three, the next gen or current gen version. It's out on December 16th, so if you want to head back in or jump in for the first time or whatever. Um, heck, if if you're somebody that's like, hey, I put 10 hours in and dropped off, this might be a good place for you to jump back in or something. Um, are you not jumping in with this uh, particular version? Uh, it's, again, I wish that I enjoyed playing the game. I It was on like a free play weekend once a while back, and I uh-huh. tried it, and it just, I couldn't get the mechanics down of the combat and I kept getting my face stomped in. <laughs> I completely blame myself. I mean, this is strictly a, I couldn't figure out how to play the game problem, not a this game sucks problem. Uh-huh. I have the yeah. same thing with Red Dead. I have the same thing with Red Dead 2. Um, you know, if you can't figure out the game, you can't figure out the game. <laughs> I'm just honest about it. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't play first person shooters. I suck at first person shooters. That is a me problem. Uh-huh. Yeah, fair enough. I would like to see just for one game you trying to play COD. That would be that would be interesting. Hey, if if there's uh, ever a free weekend, let me know and I'll jump on it. <coughs> cool. Um, yeah, that would be just just to see. Like, I wouldn't criticize you because, like, you know, um, you you'd be new to the game, but just just to see what you do, it would be kind of fascinating. So, yep. um, tip number one: don't run around everywhere. Ah, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh dear. Um. Yeah, I continue to, not on a daily basis, but on a semi-daily basis, see clips of, like, players being like, oh my god, I can't believe how bad COD is, and look, this is another death clip, and I can straight away be like, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, 
and the number one thing that they always do that's wrong is run around too much. You can run around on the game, um, but there's a difference between doing that and running around too much. Heck, there was a mistake I made yesterday, and I I I knew straight away what I'd done wrong. Um, spawned in the uh, the race. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, Crown Eighteen or something. Spawned in that map, and. Usually the countdown's starting and I'm thinking about, okay, what direction am I going to go and what am I going to do? Rather than just, hey, I'm going to run and slide and shoot and jump. And an idea that I had, uh, it's quite simple, I, I didn't manage to do it because I didn't do it in time, was I'm going to put a proxy mine on this corner, which is on a corner of a particular building. That building's got a door, I'm going to go in to that door and then sit from sit for, sit for a little bit and then listen. Unfortunately for me, my, my timing wasn't quite so good. What happened was, and I, I had to run in this situation because I had to do it quickly. I put the proxy mine down, opened the door, and I did slam the door open. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then I got shot. And I presume the player saw me and shot me because probably saw, saw and heard the door slam open and saw me running in. So I was like, okay, that was on me. That you know, I, I, It was still my plan. I just did it too quickly. I ran too much still. And I also slammed the door open, which didn't help. Um, but that wasn't me trying to like run around like a headless chicken. I had a, I had an actual plan. I just didn't do it quick enough. So there we go. But I, I acknowledge and I accept that. So it's still frustrating, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, anyway, moving on from that, uh, so yeah, Witcher 3, like I said, December 15th or 16th. Um, if you own the game, it'll upgrade itself. Um, and if you don't, you can buy, I think it's on sale at the moment. I think it's £25 on sale or something so there we go anyway that's what i got for this week robert how about yourself uh well first up you mentioned the callisto protocol mm-hmm. um which is a, obviously a sci-fi uh horror game in a that's being called a spiritual successor to dead space yep um one of the things that's being included in a game's paid dlc pack will include lots of additional gross out death animations for both protagonist jacob and the monsters that he fights there's also skins for armor that actually come with uh, other bundled bundled skins. There are 25 items in total, 13 new Jacob Jeff, new Jacob deaths, 12 enemy deaths in the Riot bundle, which is being marketed for $20. Um, some people have complained about this. Me personally, I think this is exactly what DLC is for. It doesn't affect the game. It's not a pay-to-win scam. It's just, here's some extra stuff. We spent time after the game was done. Um, pay us money for our work. I honestly extra don't see paid the problem. Content. Yeah. 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 I don't get it, but then again, I don't get a lot of things in this world anymore. I'm very <laughs> much the <laughs> old Professor me. Farnsworth. Uh, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I saw this uh, going around. Unfortunately, when I went to make my notes, I forgot it, but luckily you remembered, so... Thanks for that. Because um, the game I'm looking forward to, it just it, this news had just slipped my mind. Um, so initially, I, I, read, I read the initial headlines, right? Which was, um, how was it? It was written again. It, it was something like, uh, Callisto Protocol hides death animations behind paywall. A, a season pass, like paywall. And I was like, oh, that doesn't sound very good. And then I looked in some comments to see what people said. And there was a few people being like, hey, company's trying to rip us off and all this type of stuff. I was like, calm down. There might be an explanation. Just just calm down. But people on the internet can't do that, as we've learned. Um, and now, I, I didn't know this, but some other people mentioned, because I don't know anything about like the, the what's in the DLC. 
um, which I don't really need to know until it like starts getting advertised and that, because obviously I've got to play through the main game first anyway. So, um, and I'm assuming I need to play through the main game before I go to the DLC because that's probably how that makes sense. And some people mentioned that in the DLC, so in the season pass like story parts, there's different types of enemies that will kill you in different ways, causing different animations. I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. So, in a technical sense, yes, you do have to pay for the season pass to get the different death animations, but the reason your character dies in a different animated way is because he's presumably being killed different by a different enemy, which makes sense. Um, so it's not the fact of like, oh, we, we we made 20 death animations from this game, but we're putting half of them in the main game and you have to pay for the rest. It, it doesn't feel quite like that. Because um, they, they didn't say like, hey, here's like, uh, you know, you, you have to pay for the extra animations. I think it's because of the enemies that are attacking you. I don't know what those enemies are because I don't know anything about the uh, DLC. Um, but uh, it's... It's it's interesting with this game though because they they do seem to have put and this quite a good idea they do seem to have put a lot of like effort and animation and dedication into the different death animations which is very very cool it seems like a kind of highlighted feature within the game um, and two things I've asked video games to do more because I, I did an episode a while ago I think it was maybe six months ago and it was called uh, how video games could evolve and it was just me looking at what games are doing now as opposed to what I want games to do. Some of those things overlap. Um, but two specific things I asked for was more of an emphasis on animation. So characters move and react to things in different way because it just it, it just makes things more interesting. And for more interactivity. So be able to click on more things or kill enemies in different ways. So the way the game is emphasized um cuz not just through enemies you can get caught in like those gutter things and we've seen death animations from that so like if I presumably interact with the wrong thing or solve a puzzle in the wrong way by interacting with it I can get caught out and die in it in an interesting way so the fact that this team uh, has taken the emphasis on like hey we want to instead of just oh you die the exact same way every single time I presume that you would die differently depending on how you die or what attacks you or what body part you get killed with uh, you know that that sort of thing or what weapon you get killed with um for example like with the with the death that they showed i think in the very first gameplay trailer you get your head caught in that gutter thing now you don't just simply slip into the thing and die your head gets like crushed first and then the rest of your body because that's how that would work instead of your character just like sliding into the wall and that's it um uh, so that that's something I think is is very cool, and I presume it works the other way as well, which is the manner or the way that you attack an enemy will result in a different animation. So again, it's it's ticking those two boxes, and I don't know if this game's going to be any good, any bad. I've not played it yet, um, but the interactivity in the animation part seems like it's heading in a good direction for that so far. So, you know what it um, weirdly reminds me of? What's that? Have you ever seen the movie Tucker and Dale vs. Evil? Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. I don't think so. It rings a it's, bit of a bell, but I don't think so. It's a movie worth watching. It's really offbeat. Basically, the plot is, take your standard cookie-cutter teens lost in the woods, and these backwood redneck guys go oh. on a murder spree. Think of that, but flip it to where the backwoods guys are the good guys, and all the murder and death happens because of the stupidity of the teens getting lost in the woods and all the death is like completely accidental 
but they cut it to the teen's point of view. It looks like, oh my God, these two guys are like absolutely horrible evil. And it's just all completely on accident. Um, it stars uh, Daniel Tudyk. So if no other reason, you should watch it because Daniel Tudyk's in it. Um, he's been in a billion things. And if you don't know who that is, then I can't help you. Um, (laughs) but it's one of those that it's so, you know, you could see the paint, but it was so off scripted and odd and unique that it's worth a watch for nothing else. And the death animations and Callisto protocol kind of remind me of that. Nice. Nice. In a good way. Yeah. (coughs) Cause it's actually a comedy. It's supposed to be like having the theme and the tone of like this horror slasher flick and the movie's an absolutely a comedy. Nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of things going well for this game so far. I mean, I remember the first time I saw this game and obviously we got on the podcast and we talked about it. And I remember one of the first things I said when they showed the gameplay was this looks that uh, the animations looked similar to the, the melee combat in the last of us, like the way, the way the character was dodging and swinging, obviously swinging i mean with like whatever melee weapon they had reminded me of the last of us and that's what that's one of the if if you're wondering as a game developer the level i can give a comment uh, like compliment to that's a pretty if i'm comparing your game in a good way to the last of us you know that's a pretty big compliment um again don't know if it'll be any good any bad might be a terrible game might be the best game i've ever played i don't know yet um but that coupled together with like what they've shown so far and then even with the last presentation they showed I remember one of the questions I had was, okay, you can seemingly use like telekinesis in this game. How do you, what's, what's the barrier around like, okay, how do I not just use that infinitely? And they said like, hey, you have this kind of battery thing and it uses energy. I was like, okay, so there's like a cooldown on it. So that was quite good. So almost like every question I've had or every sort of thing, so I feel has been answered pretty good. And the story is kind of nice and mysterious and that sort of thing. So uh unfortunately the 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 only only bad side to this and this is kind of my own fault is uh this game comes out in less than a week doesn't it second of december um i'm still playing god of ragnarok don't know how long much longer that will take me i got that kirby game through the post i've not uh started that yet and also had sent to me um what's called a plague tale the the second one all all three games i'm looking forward to playing and cluster protocol um so yeah, lots of lots of good stuff on the way, hopefully. But uh, I don't I don't think I'll be able to play this on release day, which is fine. Um, I'll just have to wait a bit of time for that to come out. And that, that's not what I've decided. That's not one I'm going to try and wedge in to our end of the year awards stuff because uh, it it just comes out too late and it, it's apparently a bit of a bigger game. So I'm going to put that on like next year's list. So I'll give my bit myself a bit more time to to go through that. Um, but no, if, if what has been said about this season pass kind of makes sense in terms of it's different enemies that are attacking you, so you literally die in different ways, that uh, makes sense to me. Um, what what are you thinking so far the, of the Callisto Protocol? Um, it's interesting. I don't know if it's game I'm going to play or not. I tried back when it first came out, and again, it's another game that... I just never got into the the way they did the gun control on that was like so odd that I never got the hang of it. Um, uh-huh. I know I've seen people play it on stream, and it looks like a game more that I would watch than I would play. Um, so I'll just have to wait and see if, how the reviews come out. Cool, nice, nice. All right, what else do you want to talk about this week? Um, well, next up on Tuesday last week, Twitch announced that it is going to start banning streaming of unlicensed gambling sites 
including slots, roulette, and dice-based websites starting next month. Um, sites on the list immediately that will be prohibited is stake.com, rollbit.com, dualbits.com, and rubet.com. Uh, more websites may be banned later, Twitch said in a statement on Twitter. Websites focusing on sports betting, fantasy sports, and poker will still be permitted. While gambling on the stream is not new to the platform, in recent years, some of the platform, some on the platform, have argued that creators promoted a potentially harmful content to young impressionable fans. Uh, a number of creators have been pushing Twitch to do something about the online gambling streams, citing potential dangers to young users. Me personally, I find this okay if they want to ban it, but for the Twitch and the streamers who are saying to ban this, I find this highly hypocritical. Considering they're fine with banning gambling, but they're fine openly promoting streamers selling porn to underage kids in the form of OnlyFans. Um, so if you're going to ban it for, quote, harmful content, clean up your smut site. We had a, a, a thing a couple, three weeks ago where a streamer had her cam line, went off screen and started having sex while on the stream, got a seven-day ban that got it reduced to three no real action taken. Huh. Um, so yeah. if you're going to claim harmful content, then then get the porn off the site. I'm sorry, but that, that's me personally. I have no problem with people doing porn, but if you're claiming it's harmful, there are way more studies showing that porn is way more harmful to people than gambling. Yeah, also, um, porn is for 18 plus for a reason. Yeah, so, well, yeah. gambling is age-restricted too. Here in the States, yeah, uh, both, you have both of them are age-restricted for casino. reasons, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I, as you started reading this out or explaining what you were talking about, um, I don't know if you know him, but there's a YouTuber, Twitch guy called True Geordie, he's called Brian, mm -hmm. and, uh, he mainly does, like, football stuff, which is what I watch him through, he's got, a, he's got a, uh, a, I think he's got two channels, one's called True Geordie, which is more for, like, chat conversation stuff, because he has a lot of guests and, and things like that. And the other one is the kickoff, which uh, I I watch like the highlights of some of the stuff that he does. Uh, obviously, you know, because uh, so he he's a Newcastle fan. He had uh, Adam McCullough on there as a Man United fan, and he's got a Liverpool fan and a City fan. Some other like different guests come in, like you have Arsenal fans and some are Tottenham fans. You know, and it depends on what games they're watching and and that sort of thing. Um, Longish story, kind of short. Um, he was watching what what game was it? it it was with lawrence who's the the liverpool fan on the channel and uh one of the um shows that uh brian runs on i think it was on the true jolly not on the kickoff one is uh i can't remember the name of the gambling of the gambling thing but it was some sort of poker thing that he was doing i'm not saying What's happened with this is directly related to what you've said, but it's 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 in it's in the same ballpark, so that's why I'm bringing it up. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a very recent thing that's happened with it. Um, he was on a stream with Lawrence, and uh, he mentioned somebody called Andrew Tate. I've heard Andrew Tate's name a lot of times. I still don't know who he is or what he does or or anything. So Andrew Tate was a uh, former professional kickboxer. He's won uh, okay. four world championships. He's got 87 prof professional wins. Um, he's kind of come under fire recently because he's unapologetically masculine. He thinks a lot of the shit that's going on with people saying it's okay for men to be weak, be morbidly obese, 
Um, and he's been hypercritical of that. He's been hypercritical of hookup culture, of people doing OnlyFans, things like that. Um, right. he, and it's weird because he came to that position because he actually ran a, uh, a phone sex site for a while in Romania. And he had to retrain all his staff to be therapists because 90% of the calls of men that were calling the se- his phone sex site was because they were depressed um, that a lot of them wanted to do self-harm. And he actually retrained his whole staff to talk men out of doing self-harm because they were calling a phone sex site because that was their only path of recourse. Uh-huh. Um, but as it is with everything else, you know, if you say, I should be a man, oh, well, that's toxic masculinity. That's assuming gender roles, blah, 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 blah. Um, and he just doesn't back down because he truly doesn't give a fuck. Right. Um, he actually did a very long interview with uh, Piers Morgan a while back, and Piers Morgan was unbelievably rude to him, interrupted him Always constantly. rude to everybody. Well, yeah, but I mean, he like talked over him. Like you and I talk over you know, over each other every now and then, but that's because we're on Skype and we're on different ends of the planet, so we can't yeah. pick up visual cues. Yeah. Piers Morgan was just being a dick to be a dick, um, and you could see that. He got banned off of uh, most social media. He's off of Instagram. I think he's back on Twitter now that Elon owns Twitter um, for doing literally nothing. They literally just he calls it the Matrix. Because a lot of these big tech companies, they communicate with each other. That's uh-huh. why if you see somebody get banned on one site, they'll it'll just start like a domino thing, and they constantly get bam, 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 bam on everything. He jokingly calls it the Matrix, which is closer than you would think. Um, uh-huh. I think he's on. I think he live streams on Rumble right now, because um, that's the one site that won't ban anybody just because some other tech company company says uh, that person should be banned. They're like, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with Andrew Tate, uh, before you explained what you did, I, I saw his name pop up in a bunch of places, but I didn't know like anything about him at all. Um. Yeah. By the way, Piers Morgan is a horrible, terrible human being on like almost every level. Uh. But I've I've spoken about him before as well. He he is somebody I'm very much aware of. Uh. Piers Morgan, unfortunately. Um. But uh. Anyway. Um. Brian, so the guy from the kickoff, uh, the True Geordie thing, um, apparently had like this this little rivalry kind of thing with with Andrew Tate. I don't know like the deep levels of it and all that sort of thing, but um, apparently uh, Andrew Tate had recently converted to to Islam. Um, mm-hmm. Which hey, if you want to become a part of a a religion that's not harmful and one that you think like will help you with beliefs and stuff, it's totally fine with me. Um, it does it does matter to me if your religious beliefs apparently let you be homophobic towards people which is where the whole Qatar comes in thing comes into it by but I won't 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 get into that here but if if you've got like a harmless religion that's got a god that you pray to and you go peacefully to your place of worship and you have healthy religious beliefs and stuff got no problem with that whatsoever um I don't know how that lines up with what Andrew's doing with his religious beliefs but that's that that's his thing to deal with um well with any with any other religion it just depends on how intense you take it like Right. I grew up Lutheran. Um, I don't take it all that seriously. I could see the value in some of the morals, but I don't take it to the extreme. But there's always some group that has to take it to 11. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently he, he'd recently converted to, to Islam. And then um, during this, the live stream I was mentioning between Brian and, and I think his name is Lawrence. Uh, 
he he said something not very nice towards Andrew Tate, and immediately Lawrence was like, "Hey, that's a stereotype. We don't like." It was trying to sort of because they're they're friends. He was trying to kind of defend his his friend a bit. It was a bit of like a heat of the moment thing. Um, literally, I next... actually know what he said. Um, I don't want to say it on podcast. I'll tell it's you. It's not very one. nice. That's why I'm not saying what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and uh, so like the next couple of days, Twitch was like, "Hey, we're banning you." And then the poker thing came along and said, "Like, hey, we don't believe in uh, I think it's Islamophobia." Mm-hmm. Um, which is where you're against like Islam people and you know that sort of thing. So they they like cut off, uh, like he got his sponsors cut off from him. He got banned on Twitch but reinstated later. And then YouTube was like the only platform we had left, so he put some videos out on that. Um, so with what you've just said about the whole gambling thing with um, Twitch, I know that uh, obviously when he, when when he said what he said, um, uh, they they like cut off uh, the the I think he had like a contract sponsored thing with mm-hmm. him today they cut that off i don't know if that's like directly well, obviously it's related to what you said but not the specific cause of it so and the weird thing is is it's been argued in a few states it hasn't gone to the federal level yet but poker is more of a skill than a sport because you have way more control over the outcome of the action than you would like with slots or roulette or anything like that uh-huh yeah I've I've never played poker and I don't have a clue I actually how it works. Play it. I play it um, recreationally. I played it semi pro uh, back in the early uh, 2010s when it was a more profitable thing to do. And trust me, I, I can say with some certainty that there is way more skill than luck involved. There is luck. I mean, there's always luck in anything. I mean, you could walk out the house tomorrow and have something fall off a plane and conk you on the head and kill you. That's bad luck. So right. there's bad. There's luck in literally every second of your life. But with poker, there's way more skill involved than luck. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to like the the fifty fifty gambling thing mm-hmm. is what you're saying. So, um, yeah, it's just what I I know about recently that happened with a content creator. So, um, that is uh, I guess that was a long story, but uh, that's uh, that's that's kind of most of that. So, um, and just a bit of, just a bit of general life advice. To, to anybody listening just avoid Piers Morgan in whatever way shape or form you can I don't know Andrew Tate well enough to, to speak about him and I, I, I won't speak about somebody that I don't know well enough um, Brian's on his own like path at the moment he had like two I think Islam people Islamic people uh, on his podcast so he's he's trying to like learn and, and that sort of stuff what he said still isn't nice and it's not excusable but at least he's he, he's trying to learn um, unlike people such as Piers Morgan, who just literally double down on every single bad thing they ever say, um, there, there's so many celebrities I've I've heard talk about Piers Morgan, and and the, the one thing he constantly says to people, the one thing that Piers constantly says to people is, I could just say whatever I like. That's literally what he says to people um, in like most conversations. So um, cause I, there was there was a clip I saw a while ago of um, what's his name, Jeremy. Oh, what's the politician's name? Um, I've forgotten his name. The, the 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 guy that didn't quite win the uh, the election. I can't think of his name for some reason. Um, he he spoke recently about like he had, he had a conversation with some some Arsenal player at some point, and Piers like bumped in, and the the guy was saying to him, um, like, "Hey, can't you see we're having a conversation?" And Piers literally just said, "Like, oh, but I can I can say whatever I like." It's like, but you've not even for like basic manners at that point. Um, like if you want to get yourself involved in a conversation, don't literally just butt into it. You know, wait for wait for an opportunity. But he hasn't got any manners, so um, that's that. 
have you have you heard uh, much about Piers Morgan at all? Uh, he pops up in YouTube videos every now and then with some of the content I watch. I'm very 50-50 on Piers Morgan. Um, there's He does a lot of, like I said before, he does a lot of dick moves. Um, some of it, I think he's just trolling. Like when he had the uh, the vegan on there being like just ranty and a pain in the ass, and then he gets a Big Mac delivered and eats it in front of her. Kind of a dick move, kind of a troll move, but I can at least laugh and see the humor in that. Um, sometimes I think he has very interesting points. Um, I try very hard not to completely shut out people that have different opinions than me because I think it's not only healthy, I think it's constructive to listen to other people's opinion. If nothing else, we have to get outside these echo chambers that I see so many people just lock themselves in. It's like, it's a different opinion. Opinion, la, 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 I can't hear you. Like, that's yeah. not healthy. Yeah. Um, I get what you mean. There's there's different levels to, to all of that, but... Yeah. Uh, here we go. All right, what else did you want to talk about today? Oh, uh, well, the last thing I have, it weirdly falls more under your category than mine. Um, we've talked about Dr. Disrespect every now and then. He's come up. Uh, he's still live streaming, but he has been banned. Uh, he got a seven-day ban out of Call of Duty Warzone 2 over proximity chat. Um, during a live stream on November 24th, Dr. Disrespect announced that his seven-day ban from the game to his live audience, explaining that his demand was due to proximity chat. Uh, despite frequently, frequently players playing in the game during his stream, he never backed down from criticizing uh, Call of Duty Warzone 2, whether it's the game's new DMZ mode or the looting system. But he said, yeah, it's probably for spam, but was it really wink-wink because he's also been critical of the game engine. Now, I'm not familiar with proximity chat. I know you probably know way more about this than I do. Yeah, so proximity chat in the game, which I think is a very cool idea. Um, I don't know yet if it works in multiplayer or just Warzone, um, but essentially the idea is if you're close enough to an enemy, like in the game, you'll hear their chats, or their, their, when they're speaking on the mic, you'll hear it. So the the idea within the game is supposed to be if they're making like if they're talking about tactical things and then you'll overhear it and then you can know what they're doing which i think is a very very cool idea and an idea that not a lot of people will actually take advantage of but it is a very cool idea and i've always i've been saying since modern warfare 2's release that it's a much more tactical game than what people realize you can still do a bit of the run and gun but i, I would i would advise against overdoing that because of what i've explained before um but uh yeah, uh, but it's something I would like to be... I haven't quite detected yet if it's in multiplayer. I haven't quite played enough of it since the, you know, you know this new like Season 1 update that's come out with Warzone and with DMZ. Um, but because what, <laughs> one thing I really like doing is when you do kill somebody in the game through whatever method... Uh, yeah, whenever you kill somebody in the game, um, for, like, for like two, three seconds or whatever, you'll hear like their microphone straight away. Um, and like there people's responses to how you kill them or whatever happens i i just find really really funny that's like a, that's not quite what proximity chat is but um so i'm assuming someone said something bad at some point and he got banned for it or whatever um what 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 was it that like can you say what it was that he he said or whatever it it, it doesn't say in the article um he said the only thing he says is that it it approached spam tor- territory um but he says was it really um, also, keep in mind that he was not invited to the Warzone 2 creator event earlier this month. And I didn't know this, but apparently there's like a $100,000 tournament 
coming up here in a couple of days and his band covers that tournament. So um, whether that's related or not, there's no way of knowing. Yeah. Um, but like I said, this is not a game I play. You know, you know more about it uh, than I do. Um, I'm sure if you looked it up on his YouTube videos, you could probably find it and see it. But um, it's one of those things that it's, you know, it's it's a thing. I don't know enough to know really about it. So, yeah, yeah. I did see a clip. Um, I think I mentioned this before, but seeing we're on the uh, on the topic, um, there was a video of him. I'm assuming he's reinstalled it since a video of him uninstalling modern warfare 2 because he kept dying and what did he do because he kept dying he kept running around and jumping around every corner <laughs> and like the, the clip it was only like a one minute clip or something i didn't see like the whole stream or whatever but um the clip starts i'm like okay how did he die and I'm like, i bet i can know how he died and straight away he starts running i just don't understand why people run so much in the game so how can you if you're constantly because you can't slide cancel in this game either which i find interesting if you're const- if you're literally running around all the time and jumping and sliding around every corner, how are you gonna actually stop yourself and then aim it like take the time to oh there's an enemy there, stop, aim and shoot. It's a whole like five second process there and it's it just like just I don't I don't understand why people don't just you know, look just look and listen. Look look at what's actually going on in the match and listen. There's such a good audio design in that game, which by the way, once I got a new pair of headphones, I sorted out my audio issues with with different games. The audio design is so good in that game, and the and the directional nature of it and everything. Just use it. Um, and if you think footsteps are too loud in the game, use them. They're they're there so that you can like track enemies through audio, which is such a cool thing to do. Um, or just even aside from the audio thing, I I've seen clips of like players putting their sensitivity on like. The, the highest thing and they're spinning around and jumping around I was like how can you even see what you're doing and like oh I got shot and you know, like how did the guy see me and it's like because you're just spinning and jumping everywhere like what do you expect to happen I just like and and I, I look at the way and people have got different play styles and stuff but I don't know how you could even play the game like that um I don't know it's 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 interesting but some of those players are ones that I come across and kill so you, you crack on with what you're doing um, but yeah. Anyway, that's what you said you've got for this week. Yep, that's all I got. <coughs> cool. Um, all right, we've got some emails, feedback, and whatnot. If you'd like to write into the show, let us know what you thought of uh, anything we've discussed, anything that we've missed. What do you think of all the games we've discussed and what type of stuff, and uh, that sort of thing. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's contact page information in your show notes, email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in your show notes as well Harrison writes in again and says Matt you've mentioned slash spoke about wanting more Warner Brothers and Disney games anything in particular uh, I've spoken about this a dozen times before but I don't know if I've specifically like been that specific with it um, so if I was to choose from all those IP and genres and games and stuff um, I think we've had like games on the PS2 for Justice League but um, I would both like. I mean, if I could only choose one, I would. I would choose a Justice League game from a very good developer. Hopefully, um, I would like another crack at an Avengers game. Just like a, obviously not going back to the old one. Go and get, you know, just having a new one. Uh, but we do already have an Avengers game, so I'm not going to count that as the answer. But I think there's a lot of potential with the Justice League game. Um, 
you know, if you could switch between... So let's say, who would you have? You'd have, you'd have Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, right? It's a trinity. Then Flash... Because Justice League's had different members at different points, isn't it? Um, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash... Aquaman, Cyborg? I mean, you could maybe have, like, Martian, Manhunter, or Green Lantern. Those have been members of Justice League before. Um, I, I, I'd pick the ones not with the same actors, obviously, but the, the, the group that we have in the film, in, in Zack's, uh... Justice League, obviously not with Ezra Miller, but um, but uh, those obviously they'd they'd be voiced by different people. But uh, that that group, if you had, I don't know, maybe you could have it in different sections where um, it's Batman and Superman doing something. Maybe you switch between them. Maybe there's different gameplay uh, stuff designed around each character. So like with Superman, it would be more of a open area where we could fly around but with batman it'd be more of like a dark sort of i don't know stealthy type thing because the, the stealth stuff in the in the arkham games has been really good so maybe you lean into that and then with wonder woman you do something maybe more combat focused with flash it's like running around to do something so there's maybe areas of the game where you do set pe- you do set pieces maybe as the different members but they're all all the set pieces are tailored to their specific abilities like maybe Aquaman you do something on the water maybe um and then with Cyborg something a bit more like tech based possibly um but then I like when you have you know um Ray's Cyborg and uh, and Jason's Aquaman on the screen together so maybe you do some paired parts of it there's also different gameplay possibilities um or maybe like I don't know you, you walk over to Jim Gordon as uh, Superman, he says, hey, do you know where Bruce is or something? And you have to switch to Bruce or... I don't know, something like that. Something like that that you could do. Um, they did that pretty decently in the uh, Gotham Knights game. I mean, you could play the whole game as one character, which is what I basically did. Um, but one thing you could take with that is like, hey, Red Hood is specific for this situation. Or Batgirl is specific for this situation. So if you took kind of a similar idea and just applied it to the Justice League, um, obviously co-op elements could could be good um that that's the way that you could that you could make that work and maybe you could go between like maybe it's not all in gotham maybe some of it's in metropolis maybe some of it's in uh central city or something um heck maybe parts of it are i don't know in space or something like that um or like with uh if if you did an avengers the different avengers game maybe some of it's new york maybe some of it's like in the avengers tower or something um, there's lots of different possibilities you could you could have with that. Um, what anything you'd want from Warner Brothers or or Disney? Cause I I I'd like a I think we're we're overdue with Justice League game is basically what I'm saying. Uh, something that just occurred to me while you're talking about that you could easily take the combat engine for Horizon and turn it into a Green Arrow game or maybe a Hawkeye yeah. game. Something yeah. like that might be interesting. Uh, at least to be different. Um, It'd be cool if we got like a cyborg game, but it was more focused on like a computer hacking aspects of it rather than just, you know, my arm is a cannon, kaboom. Right. Yeah. So not, so avoid like the crackdown route with that. Yeah. Have it more tech based. Yeah. That would be, that would be kind of cool. Um, I think there's, there's certain aspects within like the, the shield and axe type gameplay with God of War Ragnarok. Or God of War that would work with like a Wonder Woman. You'd change it a little bit, but like certainly the sort the sort of blocking and the and like the the mythology sort of take on all that. Um, there's certain times where I've been playing God of War, both the 2018 and Ragnarok, and thought like yeah, you, you could certainly take some aspects of this, make Wonder Woman 
obviously a lot faster than Kratos. Um, obviously she can kind of like jump really far in that, can't she? But because um, you've got like what have you got? You have got the whip, you got the sword, you got the 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 brace. I can't remember what they're called. The the metal braces she's got to deflect things, and you got the shield. Um, heck, there's there's probably ideas you could take from multiverses from those characters and, and apply that. Mm-hmm. In a certain way to a Justice League game, but I, I think like a, a full blown, semi open world ish, um, tri- proper a proper triple A high budget Justice League game. I think we're overdue one, um, certainly because it's not it's not as if Justice League's like a new group since 2017's Justice League. Ju- Just Justice League have been around for years, <laughs> so I mean I'm I'm surprised it took so long to get to an Avengers game. I mean the MCU started in 2008. Uh, and we had the Spider-Man films back in what 2001, so mm-hmm. well, the um, first one, yeah, yeah. So that's that would be my answer. Uh, Beth writes in and says, uh, "What big announcements? Because we didn't talk about this specific element. What uh, big announcements do you think we could expect from the Game Awards? Hoping to see some beyond uh, Good and Evil 2. I almost forgot that that game existed. We we haven't seen that for a few years at this point. I haven't uh, seen that forever. There was like a trailer, like." A year or two ago, that just came out of nowhere, oh, and then five years ago, I think. Yeah, it was a it was a while ago. So that that was that CG one they put out, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was really it. just CG. Yeah, um, it was a kind of hey, this game is in development, see you soon, type of thing, which was fine as long as you follow up with it relatively quickly, which they haven't done. So um, two years ago, I just looked it up. Uh, full cinematic trailer hit Game Clips uh, YouTube channel two years ago. Huh. Yeah, was the, there was a something. 2018 cinematic, um, but that's those aren't the same ones. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's been a while. Um, what would I want from the Game Awards? Something from Crash would be good. All those rumors about Wumper League and Crash Five and all this sort of stuff. So I'd want something like that. Uh, speaking of the Justice League, we haven't heard anything about that Wonder Woman game in 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 a good minute. Um, and that's that's something I've been thinking about because I was thinking the other day about DC and Marvel games that are upcoming. You've got Spider Man Two, Wolverine, uh, Midnight Suns, but that's out in like a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that new Marvel game, um, Gotham Knights has just come out. Seeing something else from Suicide Squad would be good. A Suicide Squad Kill Justice League. Um, but I'm most curious, probably because we haven't seen any of it. I'm most curious about that Wonder Woman game. I think it's from Monolith, is it? I can't quite remember. Um, that was like. A year and a half to two years ago that we saw that that was at the game awards so that's that's kind of been there um even if it's just another trailer just just something from from that game um cause yeah, we've, we've had a good amount of batman games don't think we've ever had a wonder woman game we've had some superman games um but yeah, i'd like to i'd like to see some more of that that's i would put that on the on the likely scale just because it has actually been announced this crash game though, I don't know what's what's going on with that. Um don't need to see anything from COD. That's already here. Uh don't really need anything quite yet, like in the next couple of weeks for Hogwarts Legacy. We've just had a big presentation for it. Um I don't know, what what would you like to see at the like from announcements and trailers at the game awards? Uh well as much as I would like to get a release date for either State of Decay three or Starfield, Microsoft would probably do its own event to do that, so yeah. I'm not holding my breath on that. Yeah, yeah. On the Microsoft side, I'd like to see what's going on with Hellblade as well. So, uh, but like you said, that might more likely be those three games would more likely be at a Microsoft event. Um, although they did show some gameplay from Hellblade at one of the Game Awards, I think that was last year. So, 
Uh, they, they said that they well, were since both of those studios are wholly owned by Microsoft, that's why I think it's more likely to be a separate Microsoft event than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause I think last time they spoke about Hellblade, they said they were still doing location scouting. So it's like, oh, okay, it's not like coming out soon. So, but it's been about a year since since then. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm trying to think if, if there's any other games that have been like in Wonder Woman's point that have been announced and teased but haven't seen for a while. I can't think of any others. Um, no, I can't think of really m- many others. So, uh, that's our answer to, to that. So, yeah, hopefully something from Wonder Woman maybe. Maybe something from State of Decay in the other games we mentioned. So, and hopefully for you, uh, Beth, hopefully something from Beyond Good and Evil, which I'm kind of like could give or take with that game if it's good i'll play it if if it's not of interest to me i haven't really lost anything so um did you play the first one of that beyond good uh, i i own it it was like a, there was an, like an hd remaster that yeah. hit xbox live arcade back in like oh seven oh eight something like that oh, wow. and it was on sale for like five bucks so i grabbed it i forget how much i played it through though that was a long time ago mm, yeah that was a while ago. So, anyway, uh, that's what we've got for you this week's episode. If you want to check out more Entertainment Talk content, of course, you can go over to entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, find us on your favourite podcast platforms. Um, so check out all that. TV, games, films, main eye podcasts. Have a look out for that stuff. Um, if you want to support us in other ways, you can, of course, tell other people about our podcast just by telling them or using social media. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the free podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates and film news. Geektown Radio, geektown.co.uk. It's run by David. Bex over on Twitch. Trista B-Y-T-E-S. She streams chat, retro and game streams. So check out all that. Uh, me for my gaming content. Uh, Twitch, eTalk UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. I put up some uh, God of War clips and things like that. So um, yeah, check out what I'm doing over there. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.